Constable Corbin's tacos. <laughs> what can we get for you today, senor? I'll have a stuffed chimichanga chalupa. You're getting a carne asada steak. That's what you okay. get. You're getting a carne asada steak. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We had to we had to get that in there. My my English accent isn't that good. Otherwise, I was going to try to go back and forth between the English for the constable and the. <laughs> What's the what, what's the point of even calling him Constable Corbin? How stupid is that? I don't know. To me, it doesn't say tacos. To me, it says fucking Hogan's Heroes <laughs> Nazi imprisonment camp. I guess I just figure, you know, an old he school... He should be serving sausages and sauerkraut. <laughs> I just figure an old... English police officer running around swinging his billy club, whistling, throwing <laughs> throwing drunks into the paddy wagon. <laughs> oh, this rascalian's getting wagon. crazy again. Got to throw them in the paddy wagon. I got to go that's, get me some tacos. That's definitely Irish. <laughs> I know, but that's where paddy wagon comes from. So. <laughs> and I don't know. They got to have constables in Ireland, don't they? Huh? What do they have? I, I wouldn't doubt it. Or do they just beat people? Maybe they don't even have police there. They just beat it out. Like, just fight till it's over. Maybe all of their police are just like um, those little midget fighting Irish guys that you see over in Notre Dame. Which, by the way, Notre Dame is a French name. So it's the Notre Dame fighting Irish. What's up with that shit? It's in America. It's got a French name and it's an Irish mascot. And half the people that go there are Jews. That place is is the real melting pot of the world. Let me tell you what. <laughs> oh, that is the true melting pot of the world. Yes, sir. Folks, that's the show. We will see you next week. Uh, make sure to tune Thank in. Thank you for tuning in. It'll be it'll be great. No, we got to talk it's about, we, we will, we'll get to it, but there, there's something I want to talk about, about a, a podcast that, that I pay attention to and stuff and everything going on. But first, we got to give a little love to Monster Wear Clothing. Yes, we do. And who better to give it to you this week than Fat Mac? Yes, Fat Mac, who has no fucking information, words, names, or anything. <laughs> but check out Corey Matthews at Clouds, or Monster Wear Clothing <laughs> for all of your clothing needs. You want to slap a picture of my balls on your shirt? You got it. If you want Pacey White's face on your ass, you can get the shorts there. You got hockey masks that need decals of your business so that you can support your local kids. Corey Matthews will do it. In fact, you can put it on anything. A hockey stick, a catcher's mitt, a baseball bat. You can put it on a goddamn basketball and dribble it up and down the court. You'd be surprised what this guy can do. For you, if you want bumper stickers, if you want decals on your car, if you want to slap shit around all over your place so that motherfuckers can't even see your face, he's got you hooked up. He will give you the best prices of the lot around. He is locally sourced. Yes, folks, he's from the area, in the area, supports the area. You're going to be giving love to someone nearby. Unlike me when I call those 900 numbers. Is 900 numbers a thing anymore? Like, with the internet? 
Can there even be any real 900 numbers? I just can't fathom. I don't know. But make sure to check out Monster Wear Clothing. Ask for Corey Matthews. Tell him Pasty White sent you. And then give him that 80s gun shooting wink eye sort of thing. That click, click. You know what I'm talking. Just give him the, you know what. You- That's the only way to get the hookup. That's, That's the, the only way, way. You have to do that for the hookup. <laughs> you got it. It's in the it's in the fine print. You gotta do. I'm gonna, that. <laughs> I'm gonna get a message from him this week. People will stop shooting air guns at me. What the fuck? It'll be good shit. It'll be good. But not only that, folks. You have to make sure to check out. The Galactic Get Get Down! Get Down, Get Down, Get Down, Get Down, Get Down, and Boogie! All weekend in Houston, Minnesota. That's right, the Galactic Get Down. Find your favorite podcast host in the mix. You know, we'll be doing the thing all weekend long. Slave it away. For entertainment. It's going to be a good time. For your entertainment. In the hot summer sun. I got to grab my sack real quick. I'm going to be right back. (laughs) You grab that sack, Fat Mac. Yes. Come on down to the Galactic Get Down. Brought to you by Seahorse Productions, Vicarious Visions, and the one and only Dead Larry. You don't want to miss out on this, folks. It is the third annual galactic get down bolstering a lineup the likes we have never seen at one of these festivals some of the best bands from around the midwest and even further we're talking frog leg kind country space monster and space monkey mafia three days of non-stop music with some of the best people you will ever come to know in your life Campsites this year also include electricity and running water, as well as Wi-Fi around the entire facilities. Holy For those shit, of you who welcome can't to 1905! <laughs> From your TVs for the weekend, bring on out your 50-inch screen TV and your expensive video game consoles and watch them go poof in the night. But also bring out your women and dress them half-naked and watch them go poof in the night. Bring out your dad. Bring out your dad. You don't get enough. You know, what, you know what I love about um, the school my son goes to? My son doesn't go to a regular school, folks. It's not a retarded school, don't get me wrong. But it's definitely not a public school. They got to do a Monty Python uh, play. So my son got to be the Black Knight uh, against King Arthur. Awesome. I was like, not enough schools fucking teach Monty Python nowadays. That's the problem they do with the society. entire Holy Grail? Uh, no, they just did a handful of scenes and kind of made it go together. Oh. You know what I mean? You know how a school play is. Mm. It wasn't yeah, a two-hour yeah. scene-for-scene interpretation. Kids definitely need to know the words to those movies because, Christ, yeah. back when I was like 14, I recite the entire movie along with the movie. I'd watch it that many times. I actually wore out my VHS tape of it. Right. God, what a good movie. Why does Netflix never have anything like that? Probably uh, rights. 
they probably want too much for the rights. Something like that. Yeah. That's my guess. Well, I mean, Doctor Who got taken away from us because of BBC. BB- I was going to say, so. BBC, I'm sure, likes to own the rights, the exclusivity. It's all- Same with, like, uh, Simpsons, you know. Netflix and Hulu aren't allowed to get Simpsons. Hulu gets like the this the current season, but nobody has but wants all the to watch that. Yeah, right. No, I actually like the current <laughs> season, but nonetheless, then then after that, then um, you know, now they started selling Blu-rays of Simpsons again, and it's like Fox likes owning the exclusivity to it. It's uh, it's it's what ninety percent of FXX programming is just airing The Simpsons. So, is it? <laughs> it's a good chunk. They air a shit ton of The Simpsons. I know once a year they play like um, episode one, se- season one, episode one, through like season 25, last episode, like for a five days or something like that straight. Nice. Yeah. I remember, well, when, FX, when FXX first opened, that was their. Their first, like, I think three days or something like that was from the very first Simpsons episode to the current one that would have aired the Sunday before on Fox. Talk about... Woo! Talk about... Great. God, didn't they also do it when they did the Family Guy Simpsons episode as well? Started at the beginning and led everything up to that moment. They could have, yeah. I, they, like I said, FXX doesn't have a lot. They got Simpsons... And they got Sonny, I believe, now. I think Sonny's on there. Uh, which I don't... I, is Sonny even got a new schedule? Man, we got a lot to talk about new schedules, but man. Whew. Right. New right. shows, shows canceling, shows coming up. Um, Glow Season 2 premieres pretty soon on Netflix. Yeah. Check that out, folks. That's going to be awesome. One of my and favorite And my favorite, shows. Luke Cage Season 2 coming Lucas soon. Cageson. Lucas Cageson. I'm behind on the Marvel again. I, I think all I'm behind on is Jessica Jones season two. I think, isn't that the only one after, um, yeah, after the defenders heroes for hire. Mm-hmm. They call it the defenders. I like heroes for hire better, but whatever. Yeah. So that's all I'm behind on. I watched the first two episodes of that. And when they first came out and I haven't watched shit since too much to watch nowadays. Everybody's talking like, Oh, there's good shows. Check it out. I'm like, there's so much shit that I want to watch that I don't get to watch. Why the fuck do I want to start watching your shows? The fuck out of here with that. The Mick got canceled. I liked The Mick, man. That was a good one. Did you watch Lost in Space yet? I have not. That's another one where it's just like, ah, I don't... And that one's really short, though. Isn't that like only eight episodes or something? It's ten. Ten. Yeah, that's pretty short. Ten 40-minute episodes, 40 to 60, right? Yep. Yeah. I might be able to get that in there. It's hard, man. It's hard. You try to... First of all, you gotta work. Because motherfuckers don't give me money like I tell them to. They should. Next, then you gotta work on Cloud Style, which includes multiple programs for both you and I. It isn't just us here on Beef Sticks. You know how that goes. Then you got to spend time with your family. I was able to do that for an hour today. Then if you're like me and you got crazy people in your family, you got all sorts of appointments and shit you got to deal with all the time. I had hours of appointments today. Then you got to watch some wrestling. You know, you got to watch some wrestling. Um, no, you even don't. If, 
even if it isn't the w- even if way. it isn't the WWE wrestling, you got to watch some wrestling. I, I still I make sure to watch you know a couple hours of wrestling every week, whether it's NXT, whether it's um, classic matches, whether it's New Japan ROA, whatever it might be. And then you watch your shows that you keep up on. And then me, I, I shows that I really thoroughly love and enjoy, I always rewatch. So I'm in the middle of uh, rewatching a couple shows that I'm more interested in rewatching them than starting new shows. <coughs> America's Got Talent just started this week. Every time America's Got Talent starts, I watch like the first ten episodes, maybe, and then I never watch the rest until I just see the clips on <laughs> on YouTube or Facebook. <laughs> It is a good show, and I strongly recommend America's Got Talent. I like them because they really do reach out there and branch out to any damn thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot more entertaining than watching American Idol. It is, or Voice, or The Four, or any of those that are the exact same fucking thing. Oh, God. The Four. I watched that shit one episode, and I was like, hmm, maybe I'll watch that again. And I didn't. The only reason I even <laughs> said the four is because the the back of my Entertainment Weekly magazine is an ad for the four. What is what is the four then? Is it four judges? Is it four contestants? What what is what is the like? What, so, what is the name? This is of the what four I didn't like. From? Okay, so there's there's four chairs. Okay. And the season started with four people already sitting in those chairs. Well, How that? they were chosen to sit there is beyond me. Oh, so contestants. They're yeah, they're they're like the the the, the elite four. Pokemon Isn't that like the voices though too? No but with judges that they just sit yeah, in chairs. But judges, but what happens here is a contestant comes out, sings. Okay. The actual judges determine whether or not they were good enough to pass, and then if they pass, they can challenge one of the four to like a head-to-head kind of oh god contest. How stupid. Some, there's mean, some rap on there though. It's not. Guess, it's not all singing. I guess so I do it's, give it's, him credit. I give him credit for trying <laughs> something different. Yeah, but it's still the same thing. You're just format. You're just putting yeah. it in a different package. What I didn't like is I watched the very first episode, and there's four people in the chairs already. Like you don't deserve those seats. How the fuck do I know you deserve those seats? They I don't know paid you for them. They paid for them. I think the first episode should have been them filling the four seats. Right, like a montage, then, sort of like America's Got yeah. Talent or something, where they yeah, they could so show... the entire season people are trying to knock one of the four out of the seat so they can take the seat. Yeah, you could show like four weeks worth of stuff in one episode if you just clipped it together and showed us how those four got there. <clears throat> then again, how the fuck did the four four dumbasses get on Mount Rushmore? There's no fucking rhyme or reason <laughs> for it. There's no reason. Teddy Roosevelt's on there. You know how he got on there? Do you know how he got on there? By being pretty? Like, no, no. Legitimately, the reason Teddy Roosevelt was on there was because Teddy Roosevelt was friends with the fucking architect who wanted to do it, and he fucking told him to put it up there. <laughs> like, he was alive at the time. He hadn't done anything. He's just like, yeah, you know, I'll give you some grants and uh, let you work through it as long as you put my picture up there. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm shutting it down. Yeah, fucking stupid. Good old Teddy Ruxpin. Yep, Teddy Ruxpin, the greatest American president. Teddy Ruxpin. 
Um, I got nothing special to talk about shoving down my gullet this week. Do you? Oh, you got a good old-fashioned H2O. Yeah, I like H2O. I mean, I'm drinking yeah. Coors Light. I was just planning on hitting up the liquor store and getting something, but I just completely ran out of time. My my car going in the shop really screwed me up. My car's in the shop now, folks, and I may end up even taking a call live on the air. I'm on speakerphone. If, yeah, yeah, if, if they call, find out what the funk was going on. It just did not make me happy. My day has just been rough. So this is the highlight. No, this isn't the highlight of my day. I, I, I made sure to take an hour out of my day to go to the swimming pool with the kids. And so we went to the swimming pool. We played. We hung out. We had fun. One hour of this day I enjoyed. And then these next two hours... I'm going to have a blast with you folks. And the rest of my day has just been drudging through shit. Not literally, but that's how it's felt. Might as well be. Yeah. Might as well be. But we do have something kind of fun today for y'all. Are you ready for it? Did you get a chance to to take a look at the questions, uh, Pasty, and kind of come up with some uh, answers? Or are you just going to completely wing it? I... I took a look. <laughs> Take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. I think I can be pretty good to just shoot it. Just hopefully open fire on that bitch without looking. Spray and pray, they say. <laughs> right, Spray right. Spray and pray. You'll get I the mean, best controversy out of this anyway with me yeah, hitting on the spot. Please. And again, there's no right or wrong. I guess well, let's let. I guess we should inform the folks what we're talking about. So basically, yeah, right. a magazine that used to be near and dear to most wrestling fans' hearts, and it's kind of fell off over the years just because of the internet and, and any any printed news and printed press has fallen off. But Pro Wrestling Illustrated, one of the one of actually the main Aptor mag. If y'all don't know Bill Aptor, you don't know Pro Wrestling, and I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. But nonetheless, we we appreciate you being here, and we hope to educate you. One of the uh, elite Aptor mags, they have their PWI poll every year, which is um, they ask the readers of Pro Wrestling Illustrated these questions, and the readers vote on it. So this is the the results are strictly from the readers. Um, PWI doesn't give them multiple choice. They can write in with whatever answer they want. And so it's just kind of a good gauge. PWI is not a strictly WWE-based wrestling magazine. So it's a good gauge for how pro wrestling is seen throughout the world. The questions go out to people throughout the world. The magazine goes out to people throughout the world. And the people answering it, uh, a good portion of them watch more than just WWE. A good portion of them also just watch WWE. I'm sure a lot of people who still subscribe to PWI are only WWE watchers, but a good amount watch the other stuff too. So it kind of just gives you a feel for where the wrestling community globally is at at this moment in time. And uh, Pasty and I thought it would be fun for us to give our answers. Completely biased. This is completely biased. This isn't like, oh, well, no, it's just this is what we feel right now today for this reason. And uh, it's it's going to be good. Yes, it is. Uh, so you're ready for me to start? Yes, sir. All right. So the first question is, 
I guess, how about this, Pasty? I'll, I'll read the question. You and I can give our answers. And then I'll just kind of give a little bit of what the the majority of folks answered, you know, for the answers in the magazine. How's that? So we get an idea well, where you right. and I are at. Yeah. So the first question is, who is pound for pound the best male wrestler in the world? Now, folks, James that Bellwood. means... The only answer. <laughs> that means not necessarily who would always win. I mean, Brock Lesnar will always be at the top of one of those lists, even a big show or something, you know. But, right. like, if everybody, if you took everybody's skill and everybody's talent and they were all the exact same size and weight, and you put them all in, in together in a ring, who do you think would, who's the best? Who's the best? Who's the best? So, Pacey, what do you got for, who do you think is the best pound-for-pound pound wrestler in the business? The best. This is hard. It's tough. I can go the WWE route, or I can go the other route. I'm going to say, for me, okay. For me, it's tie up between Kenny Omega and Seth Rollins. Okay. Is that fair, fair to say, anyways? So Omega or Seth Rollins? You don't. Yeah. Think, you don't think one or the other outweighs one or the other? Uh, I mean, these are just our opinions. Again, there's no right or wrong answer. Right. Um. Probably Omega. Going Omega? Yeah. Well. I gotta say, already out the gate, maybe controversial on your and I's front because uh, we're both picking New Japan guys. You could probably guess who mine is. I almost worship him as my savior. <laughs> but yep, Kazuchika Okada is my pick for the best. I almost said that for too. Pound. I almost said that too. <laughs> um, <coughs> so the readers of PWI also said one that that could easily be at the top of anybody's list, and I wouldn't argue. AJ Styles. AJ Styles, yeah, they had yep. with 36% of the vote. Um, the next three in line were Okada, Seth Rollins, and Kenny Omega. So we basically touched, I mean, we're, we're kind of well, in there tune. We <laughs> yeah, we all kind of agree on that, I think. And I, I think it'd be hard to I find people. I do feel bad for not picking AJ Styles right off the bat, but I, I think the way WWE's been using him, he doesn't get to do or show it. All of what he is. I would agree. I think that that kind of sways the vote a little bit. Yeah. He was in such a hot period when he stepped in to fight Brock Lesnar and then went to fight, God, who was it? Uh, Mahal. In Fowler? Oh. Oh, uh, no. On, okay. on when he went oh. overseas to Raw. Yeah, yeah. He that's... was at such a high point there, and then now it's. Wasn't that Nakamura at that time? No, that wasn't Nakamura yet. That would have been Finn Balor. You're right. Yep. 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 So. And they made out and two-sweeted after the match. Yes, they did. They they Mm -hmm. two-sweeted in front of the kids. Do that shit in in your own home, behind closed doors and shut curtains. Don't do that shit in front of the kids. Don't be two-sweet. That's just disgusting. What a world we live in. PC is PC, but disgusting is disgusting. If the top percentage of people picked all the choices that we could have possibly picked, maybe I should just go with James Ellsworth. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I I mean, pound for pound. (laughs) He gets pounded. Um, (laughs) So following that up is easily the next question is, who is pound for pound the best female wrestler in the world? 
This is a difficult one because my extensive knowledge of female wrestling goes about as far as WWE. I want to say somebody not in WWE, though. Well, you got, I mean, just go with you. It doesn't, you don't have to put it one way or the other. Oscar, then. You know what? Fat Mac picks Oscar. I don't think at this point in time, at this day and age, with what she's done and where she's been, I don't think you could pick anybody else. And apparently the readers of PWI agree with us because Asuka ran away with this one with 60% of the vote at number one. The next in line only had 16% of the vote, and that was Charlotte Flair. Think about wow. that. Folks. 60% for Asuka, 16 for number two. Um, others on the list, um, other than Charlotte, Io Shirai, who we talked about last week, who's getting signed with uh, WWE, Alexa Bliss, yep. and Sasha Banks. And they all got... I figured Sasha Banks would be on there. Pound for pound, I mean... Yeah. She stacks up. She does. WWE, it's, she's kind of in an AJ Styles situation. WWE just hasn't let her do anything lately. Right, right. Um... Moving on, if you could watch the matches of only one active wrestler, whom would you choose? Now, this one is purely 100% subjective. Oh. I mean, this, is, this has nothing to do with skill, nothing to do with work rate, nothing to do with anything other than who entertains you personally. There's no, there's no mathematical equation of this one. Man, I think I got to go with AJ Styles on this one. Because it doesn't matter who he wrestles with, it's a damn good match every time. So, And that makes a big difference. You are right. Um, mm-hmm. I can't argue AJ Styles. I had a lot of people going through my head, all the way down to Christopher Daniels, who I still to this day love and, and cherish. Um, I, I tried not to do this too often, so you're not going to see this a whole lot more, folks, but I went with Okada again. I'm sorry. I haven't <laughs> seen an Okada match outside of TNA that I haven't loved watching. Now, bear in mind, he's had a lot less matches than AJ Styles, so that could mean that maybe AJ is definitely better, but uh, just on that basis alone, I'm going Okada. I'm going Okada. Okado. Okado. God, that's so sad. TNA, <laughs> did you know they actually publicly apologized to him for that? <laughs> They, they I would hope they, they would. He was he was backstage. Well, I, I shouldn't say publicly, but he was backstage at an event um, because some other New Japan guys were there, and Don Callis and Scott Diamore, the the guys that are kind of running as uh, Impact along with Ed Nordholm, even though they weren't around at that time, they said, it, it, "We're we're talking for Impact Wrestling. We apologize for what they did with you when you were here last time. It was disgusting. It was disgraceful." <laughs> and you think about it, um, Okada, the Young Bucks. I was there. I, I want to say there was one other person that was in there. Anyways, they were they they called themselves the the I don't remember what they called themselves, but they were always the guys that that were always at Impact, but never wrestled, or if they did, it was like for three minutes. It was the Young Bucks Okada, and I want to say one other guy, and they're all super huge now at this point, as soon as they left <laughs> TNA. Now they're all just huge stars, and it's like, God. But, I mean, y- you never know. 
you just never know what you have, and sometimes certain places can't use them right. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, if he'd stayed in WCW as the ringmaster, you know, he probably wouldn't have got as huge, so you can't say they did a bad thing by letting him go. That's just the way it is. Somebody like uh, Cody Rhodes was never going to get to the extent that he is now without leaving WWE. Right. You don't know. This is an interesting question here, Pasty. The question is, is wrestling better or worse than it was five years ago? So five years ago would have been 2013. I don't specifically know what was popping at that time. I didn't put any research into that. Right. But I guess how do you feel in your heart? Five years ago? I think wrestling is always getting better. It's not just in a WWE standpoint on all fronts. Everybody's taking steps and strides to make a better product across the board. So, yeah, I think it's better than it was five years ago. I'm going to go with better also. You can point to All In selling out. You can point to the huge deal that WWE is getting with USA and Fox. You can point to the WWE Network getting bigger than it is, NXT getting bigger than it is, uh, 205 Live having its own show, New Japan running shows in America, Impact changing, evolving, growing, getting better. Lucha Underground wasn't around Joining five years ago. Yeah. I think, I think it's better. WWE, currently, the shows that they're running might not be better than the shows they were running five years ago, but wrestling as a whole, I think, is better. Yes. All right, here's another subjective one that, that's going to be interesting. Now, if we're assuming, this is just, this is, this is PWI assuming, not even you and I, that the Universal and WWE Heavyweight Championships, so the championship for Raw and the championship for SmackDown, are the most prestigious in the world. So we're saying those two are the top, tied at the top. Rank the next five championships in order of prestigeness, which might not be a word. Prestigiousness, I think is. Yeah, there you go. Uh, New Japan Heavyweight Championship. At, at number one of the next? Yes. So it would be the IWGP Championship. Gotcha. Ring of Honor. Heavyweight Championship. Okay. Uh, shit. I don't know that promotion. What is that? The Southern the Hospitality. Oh, okay. WWE's <laughs> Intercontinental Championship. All right. NXT Championship. All right. And Impact Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I can't argue any of those, to be honest. I like them. It's hard to go anywhere but every company's heavyweight championship. Or junior heavyweight championship. Um, So I got the same number one as you. I got the IWGP championship. That's New Japan's heavyweight. My number two is actually the WWE Intercontinental. I think in general... What's that? 
You got it a little further up the list than I did. Yeah, and I think in general it's seen as more prestigious. Um, you know, people like The Miz and everything have helped that out. Um, Cody Rhodes helped it out when he had it. Next, I have the NXT. I feel like everybody looks at the NXT heavy. Look at the the, the last few NXT heavyweight championship matches, especially at the takeovers. I mean, that's about all you see them in. Mm-hmm. Just always match of the year candidates. My number four, I have Ring of Honor heavyweight championship. And my number five, I actually have the um, I, uh, IWGP Intercontinental, the New Japan Pro Wrestling's Intercontinental Championship, which um, is, especially over in Japan, is, is just as coveted as the, the heavyweight, or j- almost just as coveted. So, a little different, but a lot of the same. We only had one one different, and that'd be the Impact and the, the IC from over in Japan, so... Yeah, we're on par there. It's difficult in today's day and age because so many of them get tossed around so much. And Right. And I guess the fact with the internet is we get to see almost all of the matches of all of them. That back in the day, you know, it was just the, the NWA and the, the WWE championships. You've seen those all the time, so you knew they were the highest. Because all the rest of them you had to have local TV for, and you didn't get to see overseas stuff without tape trading. So, cool beans. <clears throat> it is cool. And actually, I'm going to change my fit from Impact to the Intergender Championship. Congratulations, James Ellsworth. <laughs> you had to throw him a bone, didn't you? Had to. I might throw him another one. Since I didn't give it to him, I gave it to his championship. <laughs> <laughs> so, talk about throwing bones here. This is another interesting kind of fun one. What is wrestling's most devastating finisher move? I like this question because, obviously, pro wrestling is not only predetermined, but they try to take care of each other. So, you almost got to go, to at least me, I'm not going to tell you how to do it, Pasty, but for me, when I read this question, I go full kayfabe mode. You know, like mm-hmm. I just pretend what it is is legit. Cause, uh, I don't know. I don't want to see anybody. I mean, people have been killed doing clotheslines. So is clothesline? Right. Maybe. But I don't want to put clothesline. That sounds stupid. So what do you think is the most devastating finisher move in wrestling currently? Crippler crossface. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. Styles Clash, either that or the Curb Stump. Styles Clash. You going Styles Clash? Mm. All right. Superman Punch. I man, that's what I was going to pick. No, it isn't what I was going to pick. Neither that nor the spear. Nor the drive by. <laughs> no, I'm going. I'm going with a tag team maneuver. A popular one amongst the indies, performed by the Young Bucks, and that is the Meltzer Driver. There you Folks, go. if you don't know what a Meltzer Driver is, let me paint the picture for you. I believe it's Young Matt Jackson puts his opponent up. 
into the position for a tombstone pile driver. But before he hits the tombstone pile driver, Nick Jackson springboards to the top rope, springboards off that rope, does a full front flip, grabs the feet of the opponent hung upside down in the position of the tombstone, and drives the opponent down with Matt into the mat, Matt, Matt, for a tombstone. It's it's basically um, a teammate-assisted pile driver, but they had the flip in there. So, I, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with the So, what's the Indy Taker, then? Brain's the Indy Taker is right the now. exact same thing, except he doesn't flip. Oh, okay. The flip makes it a Meltzer. You gotta okay. have that flip. <laughs> yeah, that's how Indy you get Taker, them stars, boy. <laughs> that's how you get them stars, you damn right. By, na- <laughs> by naming your finisher after Dave. <laughs> that's how you get them fucking stars. Yeah, the Indy Taker was without the flip, and... um. Actually, they, they, they called it the Meltzer Driver um, in honor of Dave Meltzer's father, I believe, who had passed away. They had done it once before, I believe, and then at another show they were going to do it. And Dave Meltzer's father had just passed away and put it on the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and they decided to call it the Meltzer Driver in honor of Dave Meltzer's father. Another fact I may be making up, but I believe is accurate. Both moves moves I don't want to have to perform or take. Great. What did the world say? Oh, yeah. You might want to talk about that. Did we even... Oh, we we didn't even do the uh, championships, did we? No. So let me tell you that. We'll do the finishing maneuver. Um, Curb Stomp, the one that you were were hemming in high. Curb Stomp got 28% of the vote. The F5 from Brock Lesnar got 25% of the vote, so that was close. Um, Okada's Rainmaker clothesline. Hey, a clothesline made the yeah. list. Was number three. And Kenny Omega's One-Winged Angel got number four with only 8% of the vote. Damn. Um, as far as the championships in order, now um, the percentage doesn't equal 100% because, and there's a note in here, the results reflect the percentage of time each championship was named among the top five choices. Percentage totals could be over 100. So, with that being said, New Japan, um, New Japan's IWGP title and Ring of Honor's heavyweight title both got 100% votes. So, that means everybody who voted in this category voted for both of those in their top five. Um, number two would have been NXT with 55% votes. Number three, IWGP Intercontinental, and number four, WWE Intercontinental. So, really, yeah, we had all those, we had all the belts on there. What about number five? Well, New Japan and ROH tied for number one. Yeah, okay, so, okay, okay. Yeah, that, that's five total. Okay. That's five total. So, basically, everybody who voted, which includes you and I even, voted New Japan and ROH in the top five. Yep, that's true. Can't argue that either. Great. Kind of surprised NXT slipped down. That only 55%. So that means just slightly over half of the people find the NXT title in their top five most prestigious titles. That does surprise me. Okay. Oh, we're about to get into good stuff here. Good shit, good shit. 
Best mm-hmm. male brawler pasty. Who is the best male brawler? Samoa Joe. That was definitely almost my pick. I had a few people that almost, including Braun Strowman. Um, yeah, yep, Braun was almost there for me. But... Dean Ambrose was kind of on the back of my tongue somewhere. Yeah, he's he's the best um, food fighter, at least. <laughs> they had that category. So this one's going to be a little controversial. Also, he's semi-retired at this time, but that doesn't mean he's fully retired. But I'm going with Katsuyori Shibata. And if you remember, folks, not only has this guy been a brawler most of his life, and not only does he have a past in MMA, which, by the way, he's lost more than he won, but he does have a past in the MMA. Um, he is the one who headbutted Okada at Sumo Hall last April and ended up getting a brain hemorrhage because of how sickly he headbutted him. And he's been doing these headbutts for years. It's not like that's the first one he did. So that's why that's why I gave him the nod. The man literally went out brawling. He may have cost himself a career. I don't support it, don't recommend it, and I don't think anybody else should do it. But just for today, I'm going to give him the nod. Katsuyori Shibata, you're a sick motherfucker. Uh... Anything to say on that, Pasty, or are you okay with me picking him? I'm okay with that. All right. So the readers of PWI, their num- this was a very varied um, category to where nobody really jumped out ahead. I mean, th- there is a lead, but it's not much. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii from New Japan, who is a one hell of a brawler, he won, but only with 18% of the vote. Samoa Joe came in second, Pasty, with 15%. Braun Strowman with 14 Roman Reigns with 9 Some others that followed were Kane, Dean Ambrose, and Rusev. So my pick wasn't even on there. Well, at least Dean Ambrose was on the list. Yeah, he got, you know, he got a respectable 5%. <laughs> I mean, when the number one's only 18%, that's not a huge difference. And it's funny because we're going to go into the best female brawler. And um, that one's much less varied, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, Pasty, who do you got for best female brawler? Well, you're going to have to help me out here a moment. Okay. Who was the woman who beat uh, Ember Moon for the NXT Women's Championship? Oh, um, um... No, I'm blanking on it's, her name. Yeah, I keep going. Uh, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Boom. Good. Yeah, fuck. You can't go wrong with that being as she, again, her extensive uh, past in MMA. Certainly can't go wrong with Shayna Baszler. I'm behind you there. Not my pick, but definitely a pick that I... I'm interested support. to hear who your pick is because there's not a whole lot of brawlers. There's not... And it's not even, um, I, I fought back and forth with this one. Shayna Baszler was on my list. I went with one based on maybe not how she's right now currently wrestling, but what I know of her and what I've seen of her. And she is an active wrestler. 
I'm going with Sarah Logan, but I'm giving her the nod as the best female brawler for her work as ca- uh, Crazy Mary Dobson and all the hardcore shit she's done and all the shit I know she can do. And this is just me hoping that they they give her a chance. Give her a break because um, Sarah Logan could be a standout in the women's division, a very unique woman. She can be portrayed very different than so many of the other ones. And she could have great feuds with a Shayna Baszler and a Nia Jax and a Ronda Rousey and a Ruby Riot and like so many and an Alexa Bliss and Charlotte even. But um, kind of a cop out, and I'll admit that because if I'm going off of her work strictly in WWE right now, she hasn't shown me anything. Right. But again, it's a good is- it's a good answer, and if WWE actually gives her the time. She, she could be very good in WWE as well. She could be. Um, wow. This is actually kind She of should super- partner up with Bray Wyatt. She doesn't even have to be Sister Abigail. Yeah, I mean, and hey, from, from um, long before she even debuted in NXT, you and I were both pushing for her to be Sister Abigail. But yes, right. she would fit in with, with Bray Wyatt, with or without her being Sister Abigail. She would just fit in the Wyatt family. Easily. So neither your or my answer got picked up in the readers' answers, but best female brawler, Asuka, ran away with this one at forty-five percent. Um, she's a fighter. I don't necessarily look at her completely as a brawler, but I can. Right. I can see it. I'll give them that. Nia Jax, which I can see as a brawler, got twenty-eight percent. Soraya Knight, who is definitely a brawler, and for those of you who don't okay. know, that's uh, Paige's mother. She got number three with 10%. And the next two were Lufisto and Jessica Havoc. Both uh, both badass brawlers. So no problem there. With me, at least. Best male aerialist, Pasty. This is the man that you, when you see him, you expect him to go to the top rope. And you expect good things to follow. Oh, boy. I'll let you go first on this one. I gotta think. Well, this one, you might call me out as a cop-out on this one again, but I'm, I'm going with Neville. He's still currently a wrestler. When he left, he was one of the best high flyers. If they ever release him or put him back on TV, he's going to be one of the best high flyers. His nickname is the man that gravity forgot and the king of the cruiserweights. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so my boy Pac, I'm going with Neville. Adrian Neville, Pac. Neville, whatever you want to call him. Man of Gravity Forgot, King of the Cruiserweights. The man that walked out. Sucks that it has to be one person. Because I just cop out with the Bucks. But I'd, I'd give you a cop out with the Bucks. If you want to. Also, if you want to, yeah. Nick, Nick is more of the aerialist of the Bucks. So if you want it. Okay, to, let's go that go. route. I know they're kind of... When you don't watch them a lot, they get kind of... And I got to stop and think of which one is which. But Nick is definitely mm. more aerialist, so... I still don't know which Uso is which until Naomi comes around. Oh, yeah. So. I can't pick them out <laughs> by no means. So, Pasty with Nick Jackson is definitely a good pick. Because anytime he's in a match... And he has solo matches. But even in a tag team match, you know he's going to the rope. Even if Matt doesn't go to the top rope, Nick is going to do mm. it. If they're doing an Indy Taker or a Meltzer driver, Nick is the one jumping to the rope. 
Matt's the one standing in the ring. Not that it's a bad Just thing. Standing. Nick is the Jeff to um, Matt's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Uh, readers... Uh, man, I can't argue with the readers either, especially since he just got picked up to NXT. Well, oh, Ricochet. The boy Ricochet, who is Damn. definitely a hell of an aerialist. Um, definitely going to make some moves in NXT, probably 205 Live. He was the face of Lucha Underground for many years. Um, the, the, the New Japan Junior Heavyweight Division wouldn't be the same without him. So, yeah, Ricochet got 28% of the vote. Right behind him, Will Ospreay with 22% of the vote. Again, you can't argue that. Those two, those two put on, those two define the word spot monkey. And I don't mm-hmm. mean that in a derogatory term at all. I enjoy watching their matches. But, yeah, that's, that's them. AJ Styles got number three with 15%. And uh, there's actually quite a few after that. We got Kalisto and Kusha, uh, Kushida. Kushida was part of the Time Splitters with um, Alex Shelley, if you remember. Yep. Um, yep. They both got 8%. Mustafa Ali got 4%. And Tajiri Ishimori got 3%. We'll be talking about Ishimori later on. Not even in not even in this. He made the news, folks. Woo! Hope it's good things. Always good things. Always good things with Ishimori. He's the bone soldier. Come on. Um, best female aerialist is what that brings us to. You got you got something with that, Pasty? Or do you want to talk uh, about it? Hey. Ember Moon. Ember Moon. You, you can't go wrong with that pick. You can't. Um, WWE hasn't given her a chance to show off a lot of her aerialist stuff, but literally just the eclipse alone and how beautifully she hits that every time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, seals her in this category without uh, without a, a complaint in my book. I love Ember Moon for this. I think um, I think WWE has to try hard to screw her up. And I mean, they right. could. They've done it with Bailey, Sasha, and fucking Becky. So don't get me wrong, they could. But they're going to have to try hard. Uh, my pick is, is Kyrie Sane. I love Kyrie. Again, um, WWE hasn't had... I mean, she's been in NXT, but she hasn't done a ton of top rope stuff. But the fact that, at least in my opinion, she has the best elbow drop, that means beating out... Um, Macho Man beating out Shawn Michaels, beating out everybody who's done an elbow drop. CM Punk, um, she does. I think she does the best elbow drop off the top rope, and and she does multiple top rope moves. So I'm going Kyrie Sane. All the, right. The readers voted. Who was super? It, it was a three way tie for me, and I'm not just saying this because you picked Ember. Between my pick, Kyrie, Ember Moon, and Io Shiri, who we had talked about. And Io ended up picking up 23% of the vote, getting number one in this category. I believe when they voted for this, she wasn't even signed to WWE at the time. 
And um, I, I didn't pick her because, not that she isn't great, because she is, but just with so much talk about her, it's like, God, I don't want to pick her just because she's hot right now. <laughs> so, but I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, next, they had Kyrie Sane for two, Charlotte Flair for three, Ember Moon for fourth. Although Char- uh, Kyrie Sane, Charlotte, and Ember all are only... Um, Two percent of votes away. Kyrie Sane had sixteen, Charlotte had fourteen, and Ember Moon had twelve. Follow that with Sasha Banks and Kaylee Ray. I wouldn't put Sasha up there, but okay. I would put Sasha up there before Charlotte. Yeah, people. I love feel like her. Charlotte's more technical. People love her moon salt, which I still don't think is that beautiful. I give her credit mm. for it. I just don't think it's executed well. But hey. Who the fuck am I? Mitch Edberg, that's right. <laughs> who is who is the best male technical wrestler? So, Pasty, we're getting into the technical. You brought it up. Daniel Bryan. DB. How can you how can you not go with the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan? Um, well, you, you could you could go this way. Chris Benoit. <laughs> Current. He's not. I don't think he's very current. It doesn't say current. I guess not. But it's. They're very. They're very explicit when they mean current. Who is the best (laughs) male technical wrestler? It's not of all time. So, but yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan, I definitely agree with. Um, WWE's handcuffed him. Maybe or maybe he's handcuffed himself. I'm not sure. I had to throw Will Osprey this one. Will Osprey is just, just awesome. Almost as good as Daniel Bryan. And um, almost as good as Daniel Bryan. So I, I'm giving it to Will Osprey. The readers didn't pick either of ours. But wow. they did go with, uh, I, I can't go wrong with their number one, Zack Sabre Jr. at 30%. Zack Sabre Jr. is an amazing, technical, catch-as-catch-can, chain-wrestling, amazing beast. So he won it um, last year, and he won it this year. And then in 2016, he actually came in second place behind Kurt Angle. So the man's always been in the top running, at least as far as PWI readers are concerned. Pete Dunn got second place with 25% of the votes. That's not shabby. Okay. AJ Styles got 17th. Tyler Bate, 12. Mandrews got 8. And Timothy Thatcher got 4%. So, uh, you, you, can, you can, I mean, you can make a case for all of them. One thing I was surprised was that um, Kyle O'Reilly didn't make the list. Kyle O'Reilly isn't my favorite wrestler, but he is pretty known as a as a ground and pound mat wrestler. So I'm surprised he didn't get votes. <laughs> Can't be surprised when you didn't pick him yourself. That, that's true. <laughs> um, best female technical wrestler, pasty. This is where I'll have to go with Oscar. There we go with Oscar. I don't think I, I did. I don't know that you've picked Oscar yet for anything. But you can pick her for more than one thing. You have that right. 
No, you haven't. Oh, uh, yeah, you did. Pound for pound, best female wrestler. Oh. But. Okay. And Banks. You're going to go with Banks, huh? Yeah. Hey, her bank statement is amazing, and she's put on uh, arm bars and, and um. Chin locks. Oh, <laughs> chin locks. Oh, no, um, uh, ankle locks That's and it. stuff. Yeah, she's definitely. I think I think a lot of I think WWE mismanaging her has has really made fans and myself also because I, I used to be one of the biggest Sasha fans in the world just probably forget about how amazing that woman is mm-hmm. in the ring when mm-hmm. you let her go and when you give yeah. her the right opponents. You gotta see those matches where she's channeling Eddie Guerrero to really get it. But that's oh where no I'm coming. shit! Yeah. <laughs> and Sasha Bailey will forever be a classic. So I mean, you can't. Um, I, I'm going Oscar though. I'm picking Oscar. I think she's got so many other than her Oscar lock. That uh, arm breaker she's been putting on. She puts on ankle lock and and everything. She's and she's got stuff that WWE audiences haven't even seen yet. So I'm I'm going Oscar and I stand behind it. Uh, WWE or not uh, PWI readers. Uh, when Asuka, 31% at number one. So hard to, uh, hard to deny that. Mercedes Martinez, who is actually, um, I don't know if folks listening to this know her, just an amazing wrestler. She's, uh, gosh, she's got to be getting on in years. She's been a veteran forever. But just one of the best females you'll, you'll ever watch. Shayna Baszler got 15% of the mark, and that makes sense with her MMA background. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair got 14% coming at number four. I mean, what the fuck else does she do other than a shitty figure four that she calls a figure eight? I don't like that. And Io Shirai also got in there at the very end with 8%. So, good okay. company. Good company to be in. So, here's another fun one, Pasty. What yeah. wrestler who is currently on WWE's main roster, that means wrestling for Raw or SmackDown, will be the next big star. Totally open for interpretation. It's up to your interpretation mm-hmm. what isn't a big star, what means well, a big sir. star, who's coming. The only way to answer this question is to answer the question, what does WWE stand for? It stands for Walk with Elias. He's going to be fucking massive, dude. I can't believe the push he's already gotten. The fact that, I don't know, he can go against Braun and lose and not look like a bitch. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. He's one of the few people who can do it. And I I like him. I like the character. Everything about him says he's going to be on top one day. And he has so the fans yeah. behind him. Mhm. And they I love I love that everybody cheers him and then when he tells them to be quiet, they all boo him. Right. So it's like it's like even though you got the fans behind you, you're still playing the heel role. It's it's kind of an evolution off of what Miz has been doing for the last however many years. Yeah, it's it's a hard Next. role to have. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to be an effective heel when the people love you. 
Definitely a solid pick. You, you cannot argue Elias. You, I mean, you can't. That's obviously WWE setting him up for big things. I'm being optimistic here. I'm going Samoa Joe. I still think there's so much WWE can do with him. I don't, at this time, consider him one of the big stars in WWE. I consider him a main eventer, but not what I would call a big star. And I think, you know, you give him a title win over Brock Lesnar, and you could make that guy for the rest of his career. Especially if you made Brock tap. Yeah, yeah. Um... So being optimistic here, I know he's a little older in age. Brock he's wouldn't not the tap, look. though. Brock would pass out. You know he would. Yeah, I'm okay with that, too. But um, that's that's what I'm going with. There's a lot of people, depending on how you look at, at the, the landscape, you know, and what you consider a big star and stuff. Uh, PWI readers, Pasty, they're behind you. They're going to walk with Elias with 30% of the readers walking. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Very close to that at 27%. At number two is Bobby Roode, which as long as WWE gets their head out of their ass and turns them heel, definitely could happen. Yeah, but then they got to put Japanese rap lyrics to his theme song. <laughs> this this next one, number three, surprises the shit out of me. 12% of the vote, Apollo. Apollo Cruz, Apollo. Really? I don't see him being a big... I mean, <laughs> he has all the gifts, don't get me wrong. I just don't think WWE wants anything to do with it. Yeah, him. there's just one one issue with that, and that's stated worldwide, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, number four is Constable Corbin with 11%. That's not happening. It's nice to see that people are still behind him, though. And trailing behind is Jason Jordan and Mojo Rowley. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm really disappointed that Chad Gable. That's going to be that a big team in the next year. You it know, very that well is. could be. <laughs> Why don't you think anybody picked Chad Gable? I put I would pick Chad above Apollo, Jason, and Ali. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. above Corbin, but wow, surprises me. Yeah, Corbin. As soon as Elias came in and got the reception he did, you can pretty much count Corbin out. Corbin was done. As soon as, mm-hmm. as soon as Elias came in and got the reception he got, you might as well have just fucking thrown a British hat on him and called him Constable Corbin. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. How about is there this? some fun ones coming up? There is. There's some really good ones coming up. This one is, which wrestler currently not on SmackDown or Raw? do you think will be the next big star? Who's coming up from NXT? Who's coming from Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor? Who's somebody that maybe isn't in any of those big ones, but Pasty has the inside skinny on? Shit. See, and I feel like it's super cheap to go with an NXT guy because it's still WWE. Well, but it also kind of would make sense it would be an NXT guy because... Right. Well, Johnny Wrestling. Okay, you just made... Uh, I was between two people, so you just made my choice easier. So you pick Johnny guess. Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. Let me guess, your pick is Adam Cole, baby. Baby! <laughs> <laughs> that was my first pick, and then I was like, nah, we'll go Johnny Wrestling. My two choices, I still actually have it written down right now, is Adam Cole slash Johnny Gargano. And I was like, God, I don't know. 
Like, which one do I want to Why can't to we just with? use that into one person? Or why can't they both just become huge at the same time? Just let them both blow up. Johnny Cole. <laughs> Johnny Cole. <laughs> bay Bay Wrestling! <laughs> He's wrestling's Bay Bay. Yes, he is. <laughs> no, fuck, man. You and I, I don't even think we have to read anybody else's answers. We will. But I'm just saying, right there, those two guys, if those two guys don't end up being the future of the company, yeah. then WWE's doing something really fucking wrong. Um, PWI readers, their number one is not either of those guys. Ooh. But I'm not surprised at who it is. They picked Ricochet. Okay. But this is another one that's really close. They're all in the teens. All the percentages are in the teens. So this one, nobody was really like a, a runaway winner. Ricochet was number one with 18. Adam Cole was number two with 15. Kenny Omega was number three with 12. He's already been a big wrestler. That's why I didn't pick See, him. To he me, was I, on my list, but I'm like, no. I think he's a big star. <laughs> he's main eventing. So I agree. But again, this is subjective. So the readers can... To some readers, if you're not in WWE, you're not a big star, you know? Yeah. So I, I get that. But I would agree with you. He's a big star. Doesn't count in my opinion. Johnny Gargano, number four with 12%. Him and Kenny tied. So they're, they're I guess they're tied at three. Kenny Omega and Johnny Wrestling. And uh, 10% at uh, number five, Andrade Cien Armas. Hey. There's another one that's hard to argue that they're, they're going to have to. But he's main roster. He wasn't, this he wasn't at the time when they would have voted for this. Uh, when they would have voted for this, he wouldn't have been. Let me see if it says when the voting polls uh, ended. They don't say when the voting polls ended for them. But, so it gives you an idea of when the voting polls ended because he wasn't a main roster guy at the time. Hey, it does say here, though, the panelists that they uh, interviewed ages ranged from 16 to 61. So you get a good range in there. There you go. That's kind of good. Yeah. Yeah, man, 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 man. Uh, actually, there is, um, there is something in here that again tells us that it was dated. What was it? I left it out of our list, but it was something, maybe when we get to it, I'll, I'll get to it. That it had already happened, and I was like, oh, well then never mind. So, what's, what? I'm, I'm babbling. I'm babbling! Underrated. Like a brook. Like a brook. Like, like brook. Who's the most underrated male wrestler in the world, Pasty? Who is so good, and nobody seems to notice it? James Ellsworth. Any man with two chins has a fighting chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take James Ellsworth. He he um <clears throat> people don't think highly of him. <clears throat> so he's he's got that part of it at the very least. I do. Yeah, I'll I'll give you he's he's under I'll, I'll give you that you see him as underrated. Yeah, definitely. I I think I got one that not a lot of people would say. <clears throat> Probably didn't make the list. 
Um, not cheeseburger, but another African-American man, because I'm not racist like you, Mr. Ellsworth lover. Um, I'm going with... I'm just kidding. You had Ember Moon. You get it. And Sasha. Um, no, I'm picking Xavier Woods. I think he, he can offer so much more than they have him doing. And he does so much more than anybody in WWE has seen. I'm going Xavier Woods. He could be the, the head of 205 Live, the face of 205 Live. He could be he could be IC champ, US champ, um, UK champ, any other initialed champ, I don't know, WB champ. Warner Brothers. Uh, so it's good. You and I are both kind of thinking outside the box. PWI wrestlers thinking not so much out of the box, but also you can't argue. 35% gave the number one spot to Dolph Ziggler. Definitely underrated, but he has, I guess to me, he's more, he's, he's publicly stated he's okay. Yeah. With, with, with half-assing it. He doesn't want to, but if they're willing to pay him, he's more than happy to half-ass it. So I don't no longer call him underrated. I call him underperforming. <laughs> he chooses to to underperform. Right, right. <clears throat> Cody he's Rhodes. Been in the, he's been in the company for so long, and, and there's just nothing he can achieve anymore. Yeah, yeah. Cody Rhodes could have done the same thing, chose to, left, to leave. I think he's overrated. I would put him in this category. Mm, how sweet would it be to have Dolph Ziggler lead but, the uh, Bullet Club? Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, Rusev, number two, 20%. Definitely under. Okay. This guy is yeah. doing so much more. And he seems to try to. And he seems to get punished every time he tries to. Um, with a lot less percentage of the vote at number three, Cedric Alexander. Um, he's been slowly winning me over, so I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll give people a nod on that. Roderick Strong is 1% below him at number four with 7%. Okay. And then um, going down the list, we got Dalton Castle and Eddie Edwards trailing at the end with 6% each. Um, I guess I didn't know people were sleeping on Eddie Edwards. I, I think he's always been I didn't know people were sleeping one. on Dalton Castle. I know people are sleeping on Dalton Castle, and it's a shame because he's, he's the heavyweight champ. He's amazing. But I think even few Ring well, of he, Honor he's fans. He's dead now. You know that, right? He's dead? No, no. Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan's dead oh. now. <laughs> have you been Ryan watching on, um, on being the underground elite. or oh on being the elite no oh, I didn't see being that being the elite he got choked out by somebody and yeah. it's obviously hangman page that's but they're they're skirting around it for weeks that's hilarious it's fun it's fun actually if, if there's any time to start watching being the elite it would be with episode 100 and just go forward from there it's like a whole other chapter and there's so many more I people in it I watch Lethal's in it now. I would watch it sporadically before they kayfabe canceled. But it's just it's it's again it's such a sporadic show. It's like it's about like a twenty minute, fifteen minute show, but it's like five minutes of it entertains me and I'm like, uh I don't <laughs> Well they got a lot more characters now. And that's I, good. I think that's that always helps. good. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't hurt for sure. Um I guess we will move Hank seamlessly. Page quit. 
to become a million dollar musician, but he really lied to the to the young bucks about it. And they know he's lying, but they like pranked him into footing the bill for all in. <laughs> he doesn't have any money and he's broke. That's funny. Jay Lethal is, is like stuck in this macho man persona. That's fun. Yes. Black machismo. Black machismo. Yes, it is. Uh huh. Read the boots. First name black, last name machismo. Uh, that moves us to most underrated female wrestler in the world. Pastey. Huh. I'm going to go against the curve again. And I'm going to go with the one and only Blue Pants, Leva Bates. That's actually a really good one because, yeah, she doesn't get enough love. I feel like number one's going to be Banks or Bailey, though. I'll tell you one thing. Just the fact that, that Leva Bates never got signed to NXT and just performed a few times just shows how underrated she is because she's an amazing right. talent. Yeah, and she's she's great outside of the company. Everything she does, it's it's, it's entertaining. I'm going to uh, pick another one people might not expect. Ruby Riot. I think Ruby Riot is great in the ring. I think she's a great promo. I think she has a very unique look. And I think, I think within a couple years, maybe two and a half, three even, maybe, she could easily be one of the top two, three women in in the division. I could see her as a as a heel, fighting, defending her championship at WrestleMania and losing it to to the face Charlotte or whoever it may be, Ronda Rousey or whoever. I think Ruby Riot is just a great talent, and everybody shits on her. The biggest thing is that she, she has a, a different looking face and everybody seems to shit on her nose and her face. And it's like, number one, that shouldn't matter. Number two, I've banged uglier looking broads. So just chill the fuck out. Number three, if you look at her like when you she's You wouldn't actually, want to share your cocaine with her though. <laughs> right? If you, <laughs> if you look at her like on Instagram and on Twitter when she's not made up in the WWE makeup, she actually is a good looking, like a, a very yes. attractive woman. So it's part of her character, and I think it's not. It's gonna be the next page. Have you seen her segments and stuff online with yeah. her and Xavier Woods? Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna she's, page that shit. She's gonna get pounded by him, and that's okay <laughs> because he is the most underrated male wrestler, and she's the most underrated female wrestler, and they belong together. Okay, it's a storybook ending. Him throwing <laughs> his big black dick in her ass. <laughs> Disney couldn't write it better. Average black dick. That is. We all seen it. You just gotta say a big black dick. It is. <laughs> it's you know, it's bigger than mine. But I mean, a lot of three people can throw that around. It's not saying much. Um. Uh, so we got it. We. I mean, we got a transition pasty from. This is going to be even more fun than the underrated, overrated. Who's the most overrated? Who the people say? Man. Did you oh, get through? Who did we not? We didn't. I, you got to keep me on track, and you're doing a good job. Thank you, my man. You got me on reins. We started talking about you know banging Ruby Wright, and I got all. I got the vapors. Hot father. <laughs> yes. Um. 
Number 16, a name that maybe not a lot of listeners know, but maybe some should for sure, Nicole Matthews. Nicole Matthews, uh, she's been in Shimmer for years. She's a former uh, Shimmer champion. So uh, she's actually a really, really good wrestler that you, you just don't hear about. You don't hear about Nicole Matthews. Even a lot of the Shimmer women that you do hear about, um, she's not in that talk. Rosemary made it in there at number 14. Rosemary from uh, Impact Wrestling was with... Um, Sanity. Um, not no. not Sanity, no. The other the other group. <laughs> uh, I can't even think of it. But yeah, uh, the, the group that Sanity Abyss copied. <laughs> and Crazy Eddie. Yeah, Eric Young and Abyss and her... Um, Anyways, yep, she was there. Um, Mickey James got 12% of the vote. How sad that Mickey James has fallen into the category of underrated. That woman is amazing. So even at her age today and what she does, she's better than so many women. It's kind of sad to see her in this category, but it's good to see that people acknowledge she is amazing. Natalia's number four with 12% of the vote. Natalia always makes this list. She's always going to be underrated. She's never going to be overrated. Uh, Becky Lynch, due to I'd say due to poor booking, has fallen into the court category of underrated. And Lufisto, who does actually I think gets more talk than Nicole Matthews from Shimmer. Um, she made the list also. So, but this was another really tight one. Uh, number one was only sixteen percent. Number two, fourteen. Number three, twelve. I mean, this was all really tight. Really tight one there. And and that makes sense. In this male-dominated industry, some of the best women are just going to be underrated just by default. Just because they're female. Alright, again, into the more fun one. Fuck underrated. Who's overrated? Who does Roman everybody Reigns. love and sucks ass? Pasty picked Roman Reigns. Fat Mac picked Roman Reigns. <laughs> I'll be goddamned if PWI didn't give Roman Reigns 55% of the vote as the most overrated wrestler in the world by a huge margin. Huge. (laughs) Huge. Number two was only 20%. Roman Reigns was 55%. Number two was 20%. Braun Strowman. Uh, Brock Lesnar made that list? Hard to argue. No, Brock Lesnar didn't make it. Really? No, because we all know what he can do. We all know he's being told to hold back. Uh, Cena. Cena seems to be a perennial fixture in this category, and he got 10% for number three. This one surprises me. Number four, with only only 4% of the vote, so not a huge percent, but number four in this category. I mean, this was a four-man game. Kevin Owens as overrated. Really? Really? Yeah, that surprises me. That's I'm, not guessing, very nice, guys. My guess is maybe because he's been stuck in this tag team and has been doing so much of the comedy stuff that people who don't know Kevin Steen are probably like, meh, he's not doing much, so I can see it, but that does still shock me. Where's I would Bray expect, Wyatt? I would expect Brock Lesnar, and I was going to say Bray Wyatt before Kevin Owens. Yeah. But I think Reigns, Strowman, and Cena make sense. I don't think Cena deserves that anymore, but yeah, I'll give her that. 
yeah, I agree. I don't think he deserves it anymore. But just like the Let's Go Cena, Cena sucks chance will always happen since they've been such right. part of wrestling. He's always been in this category since, I, since I've been reading this and he's been a wrestler. That people just are going to vote for him anyways. I get it. There's the Cena haters that just want to vote it. It's the people who really didn't want to vote for Roman Reigns. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. So a little more difficult one. Maybe easier. I think difficult. Overrated I think it's just female. as easy. Who's the most overrated female? Charlotte Flair. Wow. That surprises me, pasty. Very much surprises me. I didn't see you saying that, but I am following suit. That is who I have. I have That's Charlotte who Flair. That's who the world's going to say as well. I don't think you know the world like, like you think you know the world. Everybody seems to love that bitch. No offense to her, but yeah, you and I both picked Charlotte. I, I think to me that's easy. To me, like you said, yeah. I think it's easy. I think I don't think she's bad. In fact, I think she's very good and she's better than a lot of other women. I don't think she's near as good as WWE sells her as. Now the next one I would pick would be Ronda Rousey. Just throwing that one out there. Oh, and you know what? When you and I were talking earlier, I'm gonna throw in a. Uh, an honorable mention to the overrated male. I wanted to put Cody Rhodes in there. I think Cody okay. Rhodes is definitely an overrated wrestler. But <clears throat> moving on. Um, the PWI readers, number one, Tanel Dashwood. Do you remember who that broad is, Pacey? Dashwood. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Emma. 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 She did like a lot of people, such as Cody Rhodes did. Left WWE and then started main eventing everywhere, whether she deserved it or not. Um, I think Emma was better she than she it. ever got portrayed. She's better than Cody Rhodes. Yeah, she was better than she was ever portrayed in WWE, but I think a lot of people only know her WWE character. So I can see them putting that. Sasha Banks got number two at 17%. Wow. People are sad. She's not doing anything, Pasty. She's not doing anything. Yeah, but she's not, I don't know, I guess overrated is not where I categorize her, underutilized. Yeah, I don't think people are rating her high right now, so. <laughs> uh, Bailey, number three with 15%, that's kind of been her whole career. Half the yeah. people love her, half the people say she's overrated. Tessa Blanchard, who just recently signed with Impact Wrestling, uh, daughter of Tully Blanchard. She got number four with 8% of the vote. And, uh, again, don't know if she's overrated, but I guess she just won the title, so everybody's going to jump on that bandwagon. Nia Jax. Fifth place, 6% of the vote. I like Nia. I think she's doing okay. She's all right. Her promos are horrible. Yep. But for what she is, she's good. Yeah. All right. Some more very subjective ones, Pasty. Who is wrestling's sexiest woman? Wow. Hmm. I'm gonna let you shoot first on this one, brother. I've said her name a few times. Is but this, this all is... time or is this current? This is current. This is current. Yeah. So. 
I've said her name a few times, but this is one that I have to be completely subjective and go to who is number one in my spank bank. And my baby Asuka takes the lead. <laughs> she, uh, just too much. Too much. I just, man, from the very first moment I seen her to her just delicious ass, her gorgeous face, her nice just handful-sized titties, beautiful body, great personalities, um, intoxicating voice. Yeah, I just love Asuka. And her personality is a big part of uh, why I find her so attractive also. I love Asuka's personality. She just, I, I mean, she just seems like, she seems like, A, a down-ass bitch. She seems like, two abroad that's just going to be her. And three, she seems like somebody that would go in the bedroom and, and would never say no, no matter what you're doing to her. Right, right. Mm. Yeah, that's a fair pick. I, would, I kind of thought it might be a cheap note to pick. That's easy to say. I'm, I'm going to say this. I've often in my head heard the words, Fat Mac was ready for Asuka. <laughs> oh, I wish this was 10 years ago say Velvet Sky. I know. But I'm going to go. But not only is she not wrestling anymore, but Bully Ray would come and put you through a table right quick. Let him try. I'll break his back, old man. I'm issuing you a challenge, Bully Ray. Come meet me at my house. I love you for that, pasty. (laughs) We'll have an old-fashioned street fight in the trailer. I know you remember those days, Bully. Come on. Come get you some. Pasty White's a man of his word, so just for that, I am going to let everybody listening to this know his address, so if they can get a hold of Bully Ray, they can go to him. (laughs) So Pasty White's address is actually... 743 East Longhorn Road in Jackson, Minnesota. So send Bully Ray there. 743 East Longhorn Road, Jackson, Minnesota. Sorry, Pasty, I had to do it. You're a man of your word. I am. Man of your word. I ain't scared. Bring Devon with you. Bring Velvet with you. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> oh. Nope, and since I can't go Velvet Sky, I believe my pick for current sexiest women in wrestling is Sarah Logan. Oh, wow. Definitely yeah. out of the left field. I did not see that one. Wow. Um, good pick, good pick. You want, do you have any? You want to explain to the the listeners why you picked Sarah Logan, or just she's just got that. She she's got it, man. I don't know the personality. Uh, rough and tumble. She's a damn good looking uh, woman. I'm not arguing yeah, that at all. I, yeah, I'd bang her in a heart. Picking all the right spots. Hell yeah. Yep. yep. Beautiful. Yeah, Sarah Beautiful Logan. face. Her eyes. Gosh, she's got them smoldering eyes. I really like Sarah Logan's eye. I'm an eye guy, an eye and nose guy, which I know it's weird that I defend Ruby Riot because I'm a nose guy, but I have, I'm an eye and nose guy. Kind of, I like faces. 
And uh, Sarah Logan's got some just gorgeous eyes. So neither of our women made the top. I bet you can. I bet you can guess who got number one spot. You want to take a guess? God, I don't know. Because oh. what I find sexy and what most people find sexy is kind of different. Well, everybody likes a beautiful booty, and Alexa Bliss got number one, and probably oh. a good percentage of that is her assets. I would agree. But yeah. She's also a very good-looking woman. Um, she's a smaller and stature woman, and men, you know, that like that. That big nose is on point. Yeah, yeah, get it, point. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she got 26% of the vote at number one. Allie from Impact Wrestling, she got 20 at number two. Another very good-looking woman, not my type, but very good. Number three is another good-looking woman who's not my type, Lana. She got 14%. The bitch can't dance. And did you see her get her fucking hair kicked off, Pasty? No, I didn't see that. But I know um, from certain Instagram photos and shit, she's not that attractive. I mean, You take off wrong. all that makeup and she's a pretty basic bitch. Yeah, she's not ugly. We're not saying that at all. Because she's not. Right. But, um, yeah, she's definitely not. Not makeup not what the cool kids call. Of course, call all time, knees. all time sexiest woman is Tori Wilson, hands I, down. I'll pass on that, but go ahead. Um, you, you, you can't. That's fine. So yeah, folks, go to go to facebook.com forward slash beefsticks podcast, and we have a link to Oscar kicking Lana, and when she kicks her in the face, Lana's fucking hair flies off her weave, like a whole like wig. <laughs> I'm not talking weave. I'm talking a whole wig. Whoosh! <laughs> Flies right off her dagum head. Pretty funny, pretty hilarious. Um, we got Nikki Bella in third place at 12. Mickey James at 7. Thank you for showing love to Mickey James. She is, uh, she's 40 years old and she's still getting votes for Sexiest Woman in Wrestling. Pacey, wrestling, the entire world is evolving, are they not? They are. And Liv Morgan at the bottom, 6th place with 5% of the votes. Liv Morgan, yeah. again, just not my type, but I, I do see she she's that blonde. She's the, Liv um, Morgan, Mandy Rose, I, I'm not big on either of them. The people that liked the Divas division, the people who liked, like, Tori Wilson would love them. Pacey. You shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> All right, Pacey, I'm going to chip away Everybody your manhood. Everybody I'm like, not nah, Tori. I'll take yeah, Tori any day. Of the week. I, I, you know, I'm not, I wasn't the biggest Trish fan either. Um, back, what, back in the day, I was big on, um, Miss Hancock, I was big on her, um, Stacey Keebler, and, um, I liked, I liked, um, was it, no, not Jazz, uh, um, Jade, from the Nitro Girls, the Asian broad, and I liked Miss Kitty, I liked the Asians, man, and I still, to this day, I picked Asuka, I guess I, I got a thing for the Asians, so I, I, I always... Kind of tended towards the Asian. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, put your manhood aside, Pasty, and you and I are both uh, pretty comfortable with our manhood. So we can easily answer this oh, yeah. question. A lot of people are uncomfortable yeah. with it. We're not. Fuck them. Wrestling's sexiest man. Who is wrestling's sexiest man, Pasty? Well... Mom would say The Undertaker. My your girlfriend. Mom, your mom is wrong. Would say Randy Orton. 
Okay. Your girlfriend sounds better than your mom. But I still want to eat steak off Finn Balor's abs while shitting in a shower with my two best my two best best friends. So. Hey, with a name like Fergal, how can you not be in love with the guy? He's a prince. He's a prince. He's a prince, I tell you. Oh, that Fergal David, he's a prince, and he's got the abs. You want to eat steak and poop in the shower like, oh, God, what I would do to be 40 years younger and fuck Prince David. Oh, um, not my pick, but I had to throw out that Pat Patterson impression for a second. <laughs> because Pat knows. It's an actual quote from Pat Patterson. That, that is an actual quote. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going with uh, John Fennigan, who uh, was um, John Morrison in WWE. He's now Johnny Impact okay. and Impact and Johnny Mundo in Lucha Underground. Um, again, I guess right, he's right up there with Finn Balor. Those two must have the, the two best abs in wrestling. Like, I don't know who would be one or two. But M- Morrison has the, the look. He's got the shades. He's got the jaw. He's got the long hair. They both got the leather jacket. I mean, I guess yours and I's picks are pretty close. I guess we kind of like the same kind of men. Oh, man. Then we got to go back to women. But, I kind of want to give a, uh, just a nod to Melina. Yeah. You can nod her. Or, or yeah. Nod her or whatever you were going to do. Yeah. She's not wrestling, though, right? Isn't she? Melina? I don't think so. She was in Lucha Underground, wasn't she? As a manager, at least. Uh, maybe. I want to say so. But yeah, that's yeah. just a nod. Yeah, yeah you can nod. Gotta give her her credit. <laughs> so those are our picks. Um, the world looks through pasty-colored lenses more than MAC-colored lenses. <laughs> because Finn Balor got number one for that one with 23% of the vote. It's that Rainbow Balor Club for everyone shirt, man. That's what got everybody on board. Balor Club for everyone except Saudi Arabia. They don't get Balor Club for everyone. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns got number two. It's hard to argue. I mean, he is yeah, just, he's made he's to be boy. a model. Nothing, nothing against his looks. I'm not going to knock the man for that. AJ Styles got 14, which doesn't do it for me, but I guess some women like that. Doesn't the down-home country boy. I guess so. Yeah. Um, more abs getting thrown in the picture here, and here's a dark-skinned man with abs. Ricochet got fourth place with 9%. You can't, with the tats and the, the caramel-colored skin and the ripped body, I guess, yeah, I can see Ricochet. Uh, my boy Johnny Mundo cracked the top five with only 7%. Well, at least he's there. He's there. Mundo, Morrison, Impact, whatever you want to call him. Hennigan. I mean, the, the man The man looks good. That's what counts. Uh, next is a category that can make or break a wrestler, Pasty. Can make or break them. Who does the best promos, bro? Um, Chris Jericho. Was going to give it to Kevin Owens. 
but I'm going to give it to Chris Jericho. Jericho is one of the best ever. Ever! At promos. Stupid. But I'm going with Kevin Owens. I think that he uh, he does great on the mic in the ring. I think when you put him ring If I can stop writing shitty promos for Sami Zayn, I would have picked him. But yeah, the last few weeks automatically scratches them from my list. Him with Sami Zayn's got promise and potential. Yeah, him with, with Sami Zayn is not as good as him against Sami Zayn when we're talking promos. Mm-hmm. Um, neither one of us picked... Um, which, which some would say is probably the, the takeaway ringer, the, the guy that everybody's going to pick. Matt uh, Hardy. <laughs> no, not Matt Hardy. A lot, of people, a lot of people don't like Matt Hardy's. The Miz. The Miz. The man with the mouth, The Miz. Okay. Yeah, he got yeah, number yeah. one with 17%. John Cena got number two with 13%. People okay. are liking Cena's stuff. That's well, he says what he's, what's on his mind. Yeah, he's, he's one of the few people who's allowed to. <laughs> exactly. Um, Bray Wyatt <laughs> got number three with eleven percent. Kind of surprises me. There you go. Uh, because I think his promos have been awful and, and repetitive. But he was at one time great. Um, Kevin. Yeah, Owens. but I, I am on the same kind of pedestal as Kevin Owens and the fact that you really feel the emotion they're conveying during yeah. their promos. I would agree. Owens got fourth with 10%. Rollins tied Owens at fourth with 10%. Uh, Paul Heyman got fifth with 7%. And that's, um, I'm surprised he wasn't higher. But I guess because he's not a wrestler, I didn't even think about putting him. So I guess Promo that makes sense. don't vary very much. They're another one that's very repetitive. I like Brock Lesnar's opponent. I like him so much. I feel bad that he's going to die. In three weeks at the pay-per-view. Yep. Uh, I would agree. My client, Brock Lesnar, defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania. So, on the subject of talking, the people that do the most talking during wrestling is the fans, because they're not watching it, because it's boring. But other than them is the announcers. So, Pasty White... Who is wrestling's best announcer? Corey Graves. Corey, goddamn you, Graves. And, um... I was going to say Morrow, but he doesn't put in the work like Corey Graves does. As much as I want to... I, I'm going to give a... I'm going to give an honorable mention to Morrow. Because of his, his video and because of his struggle. Um, not just with his Not just with his mental disorder, but even just in wrestling trying to get over um besides the fact that he's a crossover star who who currently does mma boxing and wrestling but pasty Corey graves is making the rounds Corey graves is at all the pay-per-views and Corey graves says some stupid shit here and there but for the most part you just agree with him and you enjoy listening to him mm-hmm if Morrow had the same schedule and put out the same results, I'd maybe go with Morrow. But Corey Graves, like you said, is putting in the work. And for me, Booker T comes in a close third. Shucky ducky quack quack honorable mention, I guess. <laughs> and we should take this time to point out that um, 
David Otunga had to step in for coach uh, this week. <coughs> and he went out of his way to say that Roman Reigns is basically the uncrowned universal champion. I guess he's assuming that because Roman Reigns has lost three times cleanly to the champion. So, <laughs> Otunga, keep up the good work, my man. Pasty, excluding, Mac. excluding Montavious, uh, um, Montel, Montel Mon- Mont- Montavious Porter. Porter. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Who was the MVP of 2017? Now, this is AJ calendar Styles. year 2017. AJ Styles. Yeah. Um, again, you and I agree 100%. He went out of his way, especially if you don't count these last uh, few months and only count 2017. Yeah. And he was flying everywhere. He was on every show. He was putting on amazing matches, great interviews, great. Yeah, fuck. What didn't he do? Exactly. That's the only answer to that question. <laughs> and uh, PWI field the same way. Uh, we got number one, 28% of the vote, AJ Styles. Um, just behind him, this is actually pretty surprising to me. Shouldn't be. Not, not to Mac, but it is surprising. Second place with 25% of the votes, only 3% less. Kazuchika Okada, MVP of 2017. He didn't do near as many matches as AJ, but you could argue all of his matches were that much better than AJ's. You could right. argue. Um, another kind of surprising one, Braun Strowman got 19% of the vote for number three. Braun was definitely in all of the major storylines, and with all the shit that he was destroying and vehicles he was toppling over and cars mm-hmm. he was wrecking, I guess he was always being talked about, right? Yeah. And then uh, in fourth and fifth, we got Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, respectively. Which, again, I guess you can't argue either of those, but you could argue. <laughs> you, you could. <laughs> you can't argue it, but you could argue. I mean, I guess I'm okay with Roman Reigns because he put in work, but Lesnar didn't. So, and I and I'd almost go the opposite, where I would say Lesnar did what he was told and sold tickets and made it entertaining every time he was around. Where Roman Reigns actually, you know, actually prevented people from buying or had people walking out, but. Maybe not in 2017. Maybe that was more 2018. I'm going to skip the next two questions, Pasty. Okay. So we're going to drop to name your next five inductees into the WWE Hall of Fame. If you could induct people into the WWE Hall of Fame, it doesn't have to be tag, woman, uh, current, classic, and anything like that. Just anybody. Top five. Oh, Who Jesus Christ. Five. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, because I didn't fucking prepare for this one. <laughs> um, let's go Demolition as a tag team, because we all know they're going to be there someday, but with their lawsuit, it, it isn't happening, and we understand that. Um, Rick Martel. I guess WWE fans know him more as the model Rick Martel, but <clears throat> either way, super, ta- super talented man, uh, made anybody look good. 
amazing athlete. Uh, it's just a, a dream to work with, it sounds like, behind the scenes. Um, I want to see Bruce Pritchard or Brother Love, whichever one you want to call it. I want to see him in there. Not only for... As Brother Love, he was a, a, you know, a character that people liked. But he was behind the scenes from the mid-80s to the mid-2000s. And there were very few people who were in the business making that much of a difference during that time. And what he's done for the wrestling business since with his Something to Wrestle with podcast. Definitely deserves it. Um... If we're talking females, uh, Mickey James has to get in there, even though... Uh, let's go Gail Kim. Gail Kim isn't in yet. Since Mickey James is technically still a, a current wrestler, I'm going to go with Gail Kim. One of the best female wrestlers ever of all time. Hands down. Uh, and I got one more to put in there, and I'm going to put in uh, you know what? I don't think I'll look this up to make sure I'm wrong, Pasty, but I don't think Mitsuharu Masawa is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, not only, I mean, he doesn't have to, I mean, they have people in the WWE Hall of Fame who never wrestle in WWE, so that's not even a thing anymore. <clears throat> but, um, <clears throat> not only was he a legend in Japan for, for decades, and not only did he put on some of the best matches in wrestling history, not just Japan, the man gave his life in the middle of the ring, dying by getting a broken neck. By a, a regular vertical suplex. Nothing fancy, nothing special. So um, I'll look up to make sure that he's not in there. Maybe he already is. <clears throat> but if he's not, I'm going Mitsuharu Misawa. So I got Demolition Tag Team, Rick Martel, Bruce Pritchard slash Brother Love, Gail Kim, and Mitsuharu Misawa. Um, I got to go run, take care of something real quick. Pasty, I'll be right oh, back. come on. Leave me hanging here. Give me, uh, just, just give me a moment. Just sing. Sing to the folks. <laughs> sing, sing a song. Oh, folks. What haven't we shilled to you yet? Oh, yeah. That's right. If you want to give us money, support the product you listen to and enjoy every single week. You can always hit us up at patreon.com backslash cloud style. You can also donate the monies on GoFundMe. Just look up cloud style broadcasting in the search engine and you'll find us right there. You can also find us at facebook.com forward slash beastnicks podcast or cloud style broadcasting or buttered pop culture or fantastic fables. Or get local M and the radio show. Or many, many other social media extensions we have through the Book of Faces. You can also find us on Twitter. Cloud Style, or Beef Sticks CSB is the handle on Twitter. 
We're on Instagram. It's Cloud Style Broadcasting. Oh, if you want to find me, I'm on Facebook at Pasty Play. So yes, come find us, join us, exchange words with the hosts that love you the most. From Cloud Style Broadcasting family to your own. Grab a fork and dig in, folks. Parenting, you gotta love it. Grab a fork. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes. Grab a fork, damn it. Grab a fork. You're not drinking beer with a spoon. <coughs> Have you started? Uh, no. Yeah. I showed the social media stuff, so we didn't do that at the head of the show. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. You still yeah, typing? Then? You still thinking? I got three, I think, but I'm not sure who's all in the Hall of Fame. So it's kind I of. I know that's cool. kind of my problem too. There's some people you forget are already there. Yeah. Um. I but, get, you know, for me, Gail Kim would make sense on my pick because look at how many, look at how many TNA Hall of Famers they've already put in. Gail Kim deserves to be next. They got Gail Kim and they got um. <clears throat> Referee uh, um, Earl Hebner. Are those the only two guys that aren't that are in the TNA Hall of Fame that aren't in the WWE Hall of Fame? <clears throat> That's a possibility. <clears throat> and I want to take this time to say that it is a crime that AJ Styles never made it into the TNA Hall of Fame. Because if anybody deserved it, he definitely did. The only person you could say deserved it slightly more is maybe Jeff Jarrett, who is in there. Yeah. Okay, I think I got my five together. All right. Go with it. Tell me if you know that they've been in the Hall of Fame, and I'll shit my pants and cry. If I know, I'll Guaranteed. If I don't know, fuck it. <clears throat> All right. So for my tag team, I think it's time for the Hardy Boys. Had your yep. Christian already in. <laughs> Dudley boys are in. Hardy boys, I don't believe, have gone yet. They are not in. <clears throat> right. For women, my woman, Tori Wilson. Hey, why not? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing <clears throat> wrong with that. And, you know, maybe not this year, but one of these years, Paul Heyman will be inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. As well as Eric Bischoff. I know he's done inductions. I don't know that he's been inducted. He's not. Okay. And if you have Eric Bischoff, you got to have Vince Russo. So that's my fifth. Okay. Bro. I'll say kind of a cop-out putting Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo in there, but I'll give it to you because it's hard to try to think of them, isn't it? When you're just here on the spot. I was going to have it like, done ahead Who of do time I like I the didn't. Attitude Era who hasn't been inducted yet? Uh, I guess Triple H could go on that list. But that'll be years and, that years, be. and years down the road anyway. So I just went to check um, if Mitsuharu Masawa is in the WWE Hall of Fame. He is not. But when looking him up to see if he is... Here's another good reason he should be in the Hall of Fame. Five-star match is is just an amazing match, right, Pasty? 
Like you get very few five star matches. Yes. We had um, Okada and Omega had had two five star matches and a six star match. Um, you just don't get a lot of five star matches. They're they're huge. I'm on Mitsuharu Masawa's page right now. Five star matches. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. 22, 23 five-star matches, and one six-star match. Uh, yeah, the man definitely deserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Whether he's ever wrestled... He, he hasn't wrestled for WWE, but... Um, the man deserves it. The man just... He deserves it. <coughs> and like I said, um, a, a regular suplex took him out. I mean, he died in the ring. He died for his sport, so... Nobody will ever say Mitsuharu Masawa does Nobody will tell me to my face he doesn't deserve it and not get fucking put in their place. I think we all got good picks, Pasty. I think we have good picks. Oh, yeah. Um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we are at the two-hour mark, so we got to start racing. Racing. Raisins. Raisins! Hi, welcome to Raisins. Okay, let's see. Let's skip around here. If there's anything. Well, let's just go through it, but let's go quick. We could always skip and just go to the news. I'm trying to see if there's anything that's even worth putting it in there. Okay, will John Cena break Ric Flair's 16 world championship record? Pasty? Yes. Same here, yes. Uh, will Hulk Hogan be back in the WWE within the next year? Maybe. It's not an answer. <laughs> I see in two years, maybe. But I don't know about the next year. So, no? Sure. I'm going to say yes, but I do think that the Roseanne thing didn't help. I think it just showed how much... I mean, Hogan's wasn't social media, but it shows how much people still give a fuck about what you say. So, that hurts it a little bit. Um, so, let's, let's talk some really quick news, and then we'll get the punk out of here. Uh, the biggest thing I do want to talk about, CM Punk and Colt Cabana. They, ended, they do not have to pay any damages after a judge ruled in their favor in Cook County Court yesterday. Punk and Cabana have cleared of all counts. The counts were defamation, false light defamation, and distribution. And um, and that was again that was by WWE doctor Chris Amen. Amen had been seeking three million nine hundred eighty nine thousand in damages for each stream. Of Colt Cabana's Art of War or Art of Wrestling podcast from 2014. <clears throat> Moments after the court case victory with Colt Cabana, CM Punk commented on the day's results, saying, "Aside from three million nine hundred eighty-nine thousand for each stream of the podcast, come on, man! The no, lives of the people who listen to the podcast aren't worth that much individually." No. It, uh, it was read a little awkwardly, I guess. 3989000 total 
for each of the streams of the podcast. There. Oh, Does that okay. help if I put a comma in there? I mean, it's still a ridiculous amount. But that's the total that he was going for. It wasn't a cumulative of, of more of that. He's a doctor. How greedy does he need to fucking be? That's how doctors are. So Punk said, aside from the fact that I'm right in, uh, that I'm in the middle of a weight cut, and obviously I've got some other business to take care of at the end of the week, a gigantic weight has been lifted off my shoulders. First and foremost, I am happy for my friend Colt Cabanda. Cabanda? Who the fuck is that? Colt Cabana, who I think was dragged into this silly, dragged into this for silly reasons. But just in general, I am super appreciative and happy that the jury came to that verdict. They think I had truth on my, I think, no, they thought I had truth on my side. Obviously (laughs) I did. And common sense prevailed. I'm just happy. I appreciate everyone that was in my corner and knew and continues to know the truth. I can't wait to put it all behind me. I wanted out years ago, and I still feel the same way. I just want to move on. Colt Cabana also commented on the results, saying, I feel amazing. It justifies everything that I fought for for so long. I had questions from day one about why I was in this thing, and I think afterwards, talking to a lot of the jury, they had the same question. It's a big relief. It's a lot off my chest and shoulders. And then when Colt Cabana was asked if at if there was any point that he thought that doctor that it was going in Dr. Amon's favor, he said no, it was nerve-wracking during the week and my body was shut down a bit just knowing that it was all there and happening, but otherwise I was very confident in myself and my lawyer. The jury was I've always considered myself a dude who loves wrestling that just happens to be a dude. I think that when it's all based on a jury or just the people representing the people, I didn't see how they wouldn't see our side of the story. It's someone like CM Punk, who is just a punk kid, and someone like myself, who is just a guy who loves wrestling, going against his this doctor that was coming at us. Good win for wrestling, good win for these guys. Yeah. Um, just positive all around. This isn't even Dr. Amen defending what he did, so this isn't saying that he did anything wrong, even. This is his lawsuit claiming defamation from them. Mm-hmm. Which is bullshit. So it is bullshit because by definition, defamation, he would have had to lose money from what they said. And there's no, I mean, how did he as a doctor lose money from what a wrestling podcast said? He did. Right. I'm sure he got money from Daniel Bryan when he heard that he clears people with concussions. No shit. <laughs> You're the guy I want to see. <laughs> All right, we got a handful of minutes here yet. I do want to talk about um, um, Shell Sonnen, UFC's Shell Sonnen. He stated in a Showtime interview on Below the Belt that he was offered $1 million to no-show a fight with Anderson Silva. He says, quote, The offer was, and don't ask me who made it, I'm sure y'all already know, you no-call, no-show the event, you can't show up to the Anderson fight, you can't warn the UFC, and we'll wire you a million dollars right now. Pasty, a lot of folks believe that he's insinuating WWE offered him money for that. It's good. <laughs> it's not good, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, not okay. Good. I don't know Sorry. that WWE... I was reading that. ahead. I think oh I think they um I think they know better than to do that and they're smarter than that. And who knows, maybe it never even happened, but I guess I wouldn't put it past Vince, but I don't see WWE as a company doing it. 
Um, I had one more thing I wanted to talk about. You're obviously reading ahead. Is there something you wanted to talk about right away? Uh, mm, this Saturday, Chick Magnet versus Michael Jackson yes. locked down in a UFC octagon. Just figured I'd toss that one in there. Yes. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Punk gets a, a victory in his hometown. The best in the world against the king of pop. It's happening. <laughs> Don't miss out. Um, I hope the best for the guy. I give him a lot of shit, and I don't think he's a good MMA guy, so I don't think he's going to win. But I'll never fault anybody for following their dreams, so good luck, Punk. Um, one other right. thing I wanted to say, anybody who watches on WWE Network something else to wrestle with, you may have noticed that this Wednesday, their episode did not drop. <gasps> well, Conrad no! Thompson posted a Twitter video that we shared on Facebook.com forward slash Beef 6 Podcast, informing fans that this week's episode of Something Else to Wrestle With would be delayed until today, Friday, which I'm going to try to watch shortly after we're done doing this and some other stuff, due to, quote, creative today differences is Wednesday. with WWE. Oh, shit, yeah. God. I'm used to recording on Friday, Pasty. God damn. How'd that happen? Well, I don't know. Yeah, so it didn't air today. <laughs> I'm going backwards. Fuck. We are. This isn't Friday. Okay. We're live Wednesday, folks. Believe that shit. Who knew? Anyways, this week's episode was scheduled to feature the WWE reboot of ECW. Which, for the record, uh, that whole episode is in audio form on uh, somethingtowrestlewith.com. So you can listen to their audio form of that. Thompson said that the show has been taped and will air this Friday. But he is fighting to keep the narrative intact. Um, We're not sure what that means. We're not sure what WWE is trying to change. What does this mean for this episode? What could this mean for future episodes? Such as the implied AJ Styles TNA episode? And the future of the entire show on the network. Uh, one thing I can say, Pasty, I think it's awesome that Conrad and Bruce are fighting for the fans to put their Fuck program yeah. out and not and not do what everybody else does and just say WWE's version. Right. Next thing you know, he'll be canceled and canceled, and Sam Roberts' podcast will be on the network. Be, you know what? Next thing you know, he might be canceled and have cancer. Vince McMahon has deep pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Conrad Thompson, cancer victim. Um, I hope we get it in its full form. I don't know. Let me tell w- you this. This is, this is definitely going to show face here. If WWE allows them to have it in the full form, that's fucking brilliant and wonderful. If they don't, I'm losing kind of faith in WWE Network giving me any good content outside of pay-per-views sometimes. Yeah, and this kind of seems like a big step for them. Like, all of a sudden, now they have these big money deals. This is kind of what we talked about last week. They have these big money deals. Something to wrestle with they were pretty loose with, other than saying the F word on right. there. And now, all of a yep. sudden, it's like, no, we want to control what you're saying. Uh, kind of like, and we oh, don't need the money your show is going to bring in. But... If I know Conrad Thompson and Bruce Pritchard, if something does get changed, the very next episode of Something to Wrestle With podcast, which WWE has no part in and no control over, they'll let us know what they had to change. 
Oh, yeah. So if that happens, I will definitely be updating you listeners on, on what it was. For sure. Because I tune in every week. Pasty, that's all I got, man. We we did go kind of long on the uh, poll, but I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And it definitely cleared up some space since I basically watched highlights of Raw and decided I wasn't touching wrestling this week. So. Fuck Raw! <laughs> WWE pissed me off this week. They've had a bad track record with Raw. Uh, SmackDown didn't sound like it was great this week. And now with them trying to censor uh, the something else to wrestle with and all that. I don't know, man. <clears throat> why Why are they so against having objective content on their thing? It's only good. They like to control the narrative. I mean, to this day, if you ask people about WCW or ECW, they'll give you the WWE version of the story because that's all they know. Right. It's no different than people listening to this who think that Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy were great presidents. I'm not going to go into why they were horrible presidents, but I'm going to say that (laughs) people are told a narrative whether it's true or not. And then you believe it. Hmm. So, well, we'll see how that all pans out. Yeah. So it's good to end on controversy. So for that, Pasty White, I am Fat Mac. And you already said my name. What was that? And you already said my name. What was that? My name is Pasty White. It will. Beef you so hard next week, you better fucking be... Beef ready. you right in your taco, Constable <laughs> Corbin. Get the tacos! Red hot taco! <laughs> They're gonna beef you in the taco! I'm Constable Corbin saying I'll beef you next week for Cloud Style Broadcasting! Fun. I ended it. Okay. Unfortunately.